New Year, same irregular pod here on the Owls Americast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host in Salt Lake City, Utah, Jeffrey Paternostro. And look, uh, I've been here 16 months now, thereabouts. I have not had every beer the Salt Lake City has to offer, but I've made my way around a fair few places, had a fair few pints. And tonight I'm drinking my favorite beer so far in Salt Lake City. It is, uh, again, from TF Brewing, Templin Family Brewing, uh, my current favorite local, is their Naturalique Pilsner. So I've had this on draft before. I don't think they've canned it until recently, or I just missed it uh, in their cooler on the way out. But this is an uh, organic Pilsner, and it is uh, fooder conditioned, so it's aged on, in oak staves for eight weeks. And it is just uh, an absolutely lovely, uh, complex, kind of oaky, as you would expect, uh, Pilsner. It hasn't really been Pilsner weather. It's been a little bit warmer this week. Uh, it was very cold when I walked the dog in the early evening. And you know, it's, it's not really Pilsner weather. And since my co-host uh, has had a little bit of a head start on me tonight uh, to help warm me up, I also got about half a shot of Four Roses uh, small batch here. And indeed, diving in to his seat at the last minute before we were to start recording, much <laughs> like Josh Windass at Wembley, it is Iron Ring Owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking right now? <laughs> Well, I'm currently drinking, um, this is actually pretty good. It's uh, the Zero Gravity uh, Beer Company mm-hmm. makes uh, a couple non-alcoholic beers. And, and one of them is the Rescue Club is what they call theirs. It's the Rescue Club Pilsner. They also have an IPA. Uh, I've made it clear I don't like IPAs. Uh, this Pilsner is excellent. It's, it's amongst the best non-alcoholic beers that I've had. And uh, lest anyone think that I'm uh, becoming a teetotaler. You were at the, the bar until 15 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, well, yes. So I coach high school hockey, and uh, apparently our coaching staff is a bunch of fucking drunks. So I had uh, never, never nip- new hockey players to enjoy uh, a few post shift. I drinks. had uh, a couple nips after the game with some McGillicuddy's menthol, and we went off to the bar and. I only had three beers at the bar, so, you know, uh, keeping it low-key. But I thought maybe uh, uh, we'd start with uh, something a little light and easy, and it tastes good. So glad to be back. Good to see you, Jeff. And it's good that you're uh, taking it easy because we have a lot of matches to cover. We'll cover all the four matches from the Festive Fixtures, cover the Wednesday news. Uh, And look, we're not going to preview the Cardiff City FA Cup game. We'll talk about it. We're not going to preview it. We played them twice. We played hey, them. We'll talk, we are going talk to talk about, about the, the Cardiff game. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Cardiff game at home that just happened uh, before Christmas. I don't really want to, by the way. But we will. But we're going to start review. there. Uh, to be clear, <laughs> we're going to do results in a word. Uh, and for the Cardiff game, mine is again. It can be a one word or a few words. Uh, Christmas is ruined, basically. Uh, That's so three is, words, Jeff. I know. I said we All interpret right. it fairly loosely. <laughs> So this is a good thing. It's not. A, it's not a good thing. But I was pleased that uh, the 2023-2024 uh, Sheffield Wednesday team can still ruin my weekend because I kind of been checked out for a while there. Uh, I would prefer it not be like you know a holiday weekend. But yeah, uh, I left left this game. Left my computer monitor. The game was on. Uh, very annoyed. As you know, you would be when you ship two goals in the last 15, 20 minutes or so to lose a 2-1 game at home uh, after a good run of results. And you, as you start to climb out of your uh, 
your relegation hole. Uh, other than that, like I thought they were clearly the better team here. And it kind of was the flip side of the Leicester game where they managed it, but it never really got the the second goal they needed to put it away. And then, look, er, this is going to come up in transfer news. It's going to come up, I think, throughout these match reviews. They let in two very soft goals. And we're going to have to talk about Cameron Dawson, Justin. 100%. I've... Uh... I've, I've been a Dawson backer just mm-hmm. from the idea that he's a very good shot stopper. Um, but we've got a coach in who plays a style that, frankly, I don't understand why he keeps rolling Dawson out. I don't um, think Dawson although, has been... I mean, there was the... Was it the Preston game where he kept passing to Heckway and Heckway just kept getting angrier and angrier? But I think generally he's okay passing out from the back. He's okay. Yeah. He's got a lot. If you pass back to him, he gets a little panicky and, he can, and yeah. side hoofs it out. But no, this was this is a little unfair. I, I, we didn't, we weren't able to do the pod last week partially because of me running around like an asshole. But uh, I wanted to come on because I wanted to talk about how I still felt positive despite this game and the Coventry game. Granted, both games are very different for how they played out like to me this game is just one of those games you just let go you we were so much clearly the better team. these are the games we, we you can't lose them. in a relegation scrap uh, well that's the problem yeah. right um At i guess to i a would table side that's you know i would argue great. we're not we're not in i mean we are clearly <laughs> in a relegation <laughs> uh, scrap they are in 20 second place uh Justin, give, if given you didn't know. Given there is half the season to play or close to it, I I think that you kind of go, well, a game happens. This is a game that over the course of 46 games, you go, fuck, we blew this. We should have had it. We are the better team. Football happens. Mm. However, Jeff, going back to your point, you are correct. We are in a relegation scrap. We had the game under control. We cannot be losing this game. So from that aspect, you're right. It was incredibly disappointing. Um to do again we we had 60 percent of the possession we had well over 100 more passes than them uh, we outshot them three to one and... the keeper made some good saves to keep it at one now to be fair yeah uh but all effort was wasted on yeah. uh what a goal goal late and then a silly own goal that was nobody's fault it just i mean it was cameron dawson's fault you know? he needs to well that, that can't get spelled <laughs> sure but i do sure. want to talk about like fair enough this i noticed during the hall game too when they were when they're up at man the way they play and the way danny roll has them played it's going to be open at the back and you know that first goal was just cardiff just got a little move got behind the the fullback or the wingback on the on the left and created a little space for the shot and yes it takes a deflection going through and yes if you're the goalkeeper there you absolutely do not want to get beaten at your near post if you look where cameron dawson is set up as he is coming in he is almost standing in front of his near post yeah that was biting that shot across the face of goal not a good look and he had what uh the goal he let in against QPR, I think, was tough. One of the goals against Norwich was tough. Dawson been struggling a little bit. Yeah. That game was... I mean, I, I think the sentiment was universal amongst the fan base, which is you cannot start him next to him, and then Danny, Danny will roll them right back he's out. He's going to right back. And, like, look, he's going to... Again, we're not there for training. Uh, he clearly backs Dawson, and... 
you know, you want, you know, it's Wednesday have had some tough seasons, right, at this level. And you look back at keep goalkeepers like Chris Kirkland and Kieran Westwood. They will get you. They get you points. They get you one point. They get you three. They will. They will win you points with their shot stopping. I think Dawson does that too. Uh, Certainly, like on occasion. Keeping. Yeah, on occasion. Um, and look, they've been linked to the Brighton keeper uh, in the window that's at Oxford right now on loan. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, again, we'll talk about sort of transfer window stuff and transfer priorities in the news section. But like, you cannot be dropping points like this like you just can't no no you can't um again in over 46 games you yeah can. maybe it doesn't matter uh, uh, when, when, you, when know, you have the start that we like have, look if we, we didn't do a pod last week if, i would have signed up for six points out of these four matches right probably you know point and a half a game it's not yeah. an easy run of fixtures it doesn't get any easier in january either but this is you know at two mid-table or better teams uh, you know, the, the home, or sorry, that's right. Coventry and Preston are both, I think. Well, Coventry's, I think, even pushing for promotion. Uh, you know, Hull is a t- Hull, if Hull had won, they would have been in a promotion spot at home. And look, uh, Cardiff isn't bad. Um, uh, they're, they're uh, like a mid-table side, whatever. Uh, again, they should have uh, won the game. But this is not like they're yeah. playing, you know, Rock Birmingham up. or Huddersfield <laughs> or, you know, any of the other, uh, Plymouth, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we need to spend a, a ton of time on this. It does feel like it was eons ago, even though it was only four games ago. That takes us to uh, Boxing Day at Coventry. And uh, my word for this is just leggy. You could use knackered, too, if you want. Uh, this, was a, this, was a, this was a tired, weary football team. <laughs> and... You know, we saw this certainly against uh, Preston as well. This, this is the way Danny Rowe wants to play with the, the age and the relative fitness of the squad. Like, there was going to be a game like this, right? It's just, it's tough. And again, they had some injuries even before this game. Obviously, uh, you know, Famewo and, and Patterson went off in this one. Um, or was that against uh, Preston? They all kind of blur together at this point. Thought there were maybe there come up four substitutions of Preston too, but these matches just pile up, and it's you know he demands a lot out of this team in terms of running and pressing and you know transition to counterattacks and things like that. And this is just a game. Like Coventry were good, they were they I don't think they were great, but they were good, and they took their chances. I mean, and when well, they like couldn't, like they just did not have the. They were just they just looked exhausted. They weren't picking the right pass. They weren't quick enough. When they got the ball and in transitioning to counter, like they're clearly setting up to counter, and they just couldn't get out of first gear, really. Yeah, I mean, we we actually, you know, XG is XG, uh-huh. but we we dominated the XG game. We really, especially in the second half, really. Yeah, I thought they were good in the second chances. half. They should have gotten, and again, they didn't uh, convert. Uh, well, that's we and goals change games. And... Who who was going to be able to convert? I I. I mean, we have nothing but praise for uh, Katamatieri around yeah. here. Like he, he's been, he's been unbelievable, and he's been great off the ball too, as well, which is really important. But um, we just didn't have anybody who was prepared to put that ball away. And I thought Coventry mm-hmm. played a very, you know, they handled us in a very professional 
again, as you pointed out, like pushing for promotion manner. I, I had the game as I was commuting back from the in-laws house. So I was mm. listening slash, I'm not going to lie. There was a accident on the mass bike. <laughs> Uh, where I was down to zero miles an hour and uh, <laughs> I watched some of the game in my car. Um, uh, but, you know, I, we, you know, that, that was a tough game. Uh, I, and, and I wanted to come out of it with positivity, which was we went down to a pretty solid championship team yeah, on they, the road. They were, they, you know, they were out on penalty kicks or being the Premier League, right? I know it's concentrated. Yeah, true, true. No, 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 no. That's no, Jeff. That's like this team was was right there, and we outshot them. Um, you know, it, it was it, it it wasn't a bad match. We just couldn't we couldn't put the ball away, and they displayed a level of maturity. Yeah, that, and and frankly, they were a very uh, well drilled talent. Team, yeah. yeah. You know, um, I, I don't think Danny Roll was happy after that game, um, which is what it is. But I honestly, like, I came out of those two games and I'm like, we really outplayed and should have taken points against a team that, and again, I don't think Cardiff's good. We'll talk about well, the it. The Cardiff game was days, tough, too, because all the results broke their way that day, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I came out of those two games still feeling pretty confident in the long-term long-term plan. Although ironically enough, uh, I most certainly uh, had you asked me would have uh, suggested that the pressing game would have been uh, oh, you saying, not uh, a win. Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> going on the road to face a Ryan Lowe team that make that fill you with confidence. Yeah, no, no, no. I was not feeling so, that one at all. We can talk about Preston. <laughs> this, uh, my word again, it's, it's two words. It's just gut check. This was an absolute yeah. gut check yeah. game. That was a baller this is, game. That was a this baller is, game. Yeah, this is Wednesday playing the role of Cheltenham Town like <laughs> against Wednesday it was last 70, year. 30 possession. Yeah. They, they had twice as many yeah. completed passes as we did. Right. Like, and look, the move for the goal was great, and it was like their one attacking move in the, in the first half. But that's, is that not yeah. the definition of like smash and grab? Smash and grab. Right? And like, look, you could just sit back like 65 minutes. It's like, you can just feel it coming, right? They're not, they're dropping deep, but they're not dropping until buyers got sent off. They weren't like really parking the bus, but they were dropping deep. There were some weird substitutions in this game too. Like Fletcher has been better uh, these last few appearances. Look, they still need to go out and get a better number nine in the window, which we'll talk about, but. They need another one who can score. And somebody that Ashley Fletcher is yeah. never going to score another goal <laughs> yeah, again in the like, history of his life, which I feel horrible about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too true. bad. Um, <laughs> he didn't score at Red Bull. That tells you something too. I mean, he scored a few oh goals at Red Bull, but uh, it's just. But they just found a way, and like Fletcher had some nice stuff uh, towards the end. Backinson had a nice little move in. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that they are uh, they are playing Backinson and putting in Jeopardy his move to standard Liège, which is totally real. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know he had a nice little move with the ball to kind of. Right, throw I heard. In, I in heard Juve time. wants to sign him. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we're signing players from like PSG and uh, Milan, so you know what? Uh, Monaco. No, that's Jeff. I love your call of uh, one and a half words gut check. But yeah, it was just. Like, a, it was just. This, a... this really was. This was such a. And what's nice is that, and, and we'll we'll move on to talking about it shortly. I'm sure the the Hull game demonstrated 
all of the beauty of what Danny Roll wants him to do, the the ball movement yeah. and the the pressing and the aggressiveness and and the shots. So like that was just such a dominant, beautiful performance. Preston was a team desperate, putting everything on the line for each other, mm-hmm. for their coach, for yeah, their There were some badge. blocks like, in this game that were just... Uh, yeah. Just, that was... I mean, you, you walk out of that game feeling... Uh, I, yeah, maybe you feel a little bit like, hey, we got away with you know, one, but that's well, football, he's, man. He's, he's fine at this level, to be clear. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade here. Who's that? I'm, I'm going to tell you. But this was, this was like... Okay. This is like the perfect game for Michael Hackway. <laughs> like, he this is like... In, yeah. Like, apps, like yeah. this is just like... Uh, he was flooding awesome. guts, was awesome. like muddy yeah. pitch, you know, championship, like lower level championship defense, just absolutely in his element. Yeah. Yeah. Great call. He, he had a fabulous game. Um, yeah. I just, I loved the, and again, this was, this was biting into my mentality where mm-hmm. I watched us lose a couple games yeah. where one of them, we definitely should have won. The other one we should not have, but you know, you kind of felt like, oh man, maybe we could have done a little more. And this was just such a great example of, it almost reminds me a little bit of the, uh, one of my all time favorite Wednesday games, which was the, uh, the Derby in, I don't know, maybe like 2019 when, Oh, this is the, the, the Cameron Dawson. Daniel save. Pudil. No. The, yeah. The, the Pudil, Pudil gets Pudil like people leaving beer on his uh, yeah, porch and like, shit. Yeah. It was that type, like that game. Yeah, it was that, that time. Was and Hackway played that role. Yeah. They beat us four, two, yeah. um, in, in the reverse picture. And it was, we had no chance. They were going to smoke us. And yeah, just Bremel the gutsiest, the gutsiest performance. And then Adam Reed should have scored a winner in the last like five he minutes. Too, <laughs> he should have. But whatever. Again, it was, and that's what this game was. It was just yeah. the gutsiest performance, and I really appreciated that. But again, and that's the difference, right? You at, have Marvin Johnson at left wing instead of Adam Reach, and he puts it away. <laughs> listen, I owe, and we'll talk about that one. We'll talk about it in the, the news section because there was a Holy, whole. Yeah. Well, or how about the Hull game? His mm. fucking goal. I, there was. I, where did that come from? There was an absolute missile from a shitty angle with the I, so outside. I, I, I will. Uh, I guess we'll skip ahead now. I did not see this goal because I was literally oh, dear staring God. at the referee, oh. waiting for him to point for the spot, <laughs> and then I just see that <laughs> net ripple in the background. Well, yeah, play to the whistle, I guess. Oh my God, Marvin Johnson. Um, so I, I will just give a quick mea culpa before we mm-hmm. talk about this whole game. Um, and that's that earlier this year, I believe on the pod I mentioned, or I've at least publicly made that like, I just didn't think Marvin Johnson was a championship caliber player. Look, I, I think it's so was, like, we can talk about limited league one caliber player. It's right? not even he that. Like he is clearly, cross it. it is right. Well, he's clearly a championship <laughs> player. Like I, uh, I was he's... dead wrong about this. Right. Shit. Yeah. And I like, I think it was fair to have concerns about his pace and his like his long-term fitness and and things well, like and that his and one-footedness like, and sure. his usefulness tactically at this level right and again depends on how you if you want to play for at the back although role has at time though know, he's better suited to be a wing back and push a little further forward and he's, he's like, been even, fine as a fullback under role he has and <laughs> like look he's played good defense we can talk again talking about so my uh my word words for the whole game is make your own luck so obviously everyone's going to talk about the penalty. Uh, they were the better side, eleven v eleven. 
So I, we'll talk about the penalty. The penalty we were was, clearly no, no, no. It's a Sky I, Sports I game. There was that. a lot of talk. I had to listen to the ESPN Plus announcer talk for five minutes because they always bullshit. Hate us the the, the how... second tier podcast was like, "Well, you get down to ten men, we're going to discuss how what a bad." It was a bad penalty. It should have been a yellow. But you so, know what? We were kicking their ass up and down the pitch. So I will say this: eleven v eleven at full speed. I thought it was red. If you look at the way he goes in, two footed recklessly like at full speed i understand why it was a red card and yeah they were at home and like bannon was in his face immediately and things like that <laughs> but and like look like it's it's a reckless tackle and yeah he kind of gets the ball if you look at it in like super slow-mo does var overturn it yeah maybe but you like at like you make a it's tackle a like that i think it's a, i think it's a yellow yeah on replay it's, I think it's a yellow um, shit evens out over the course of the year though we, we've been sure. dicked with so many fucking cards either way and pens like i'm not but you make your own you luck can't. right and they uh, absolutely yeah. and like look they had trouble breaking hull down the rest of that half you know hull again very well drilled team uh you know, liam delap very good player when they brought scott twine like on, when they brought scott twine on i'm just like i shut up my pants he's just gonna <laughs> score he's gonna score some stupid goal from like outside the area yeah uh, 35 yards out but uh you look at the again, so the obviously the Marvin Johnson goal for the first one when Fletcher gets absolutely poleaxed in the uh, the box. The again, like the, the, this was like again, Marvin Johnson's had a, had a great uh, season right, since he came back into the squad. This was the JD Gasama game for me. Like this was his coming out party. Oh yeah, and I know it's like yeah. national TV and stuff like that. But man, he is. And again, with him on the left with Johnson too, that is that is a problem for right sided defenders in this league. Uh, just the the whole idea. So I'll, I'll, at halftime, I, I posted something online about the idea that I was concerned about our ability to break them down right. when they go into a shell. Because they were, even early on, even 11 v 11, we they forced were, them back into they their were box. Step, they they were, just step in. They just step up and just make challenges, right? They're just... uh, they were, they were, yeah, we had them hemmed in. Like, I thought we played excellent. Our progressive runs were good um god having josh windass in it was there a big difference yeah to to take the pressure off of bannon to create everything mm-hmm. and allow barry to sit back him and go play a center back around. that he likes to do and <laughs> but that's the thing he was yeah. dropping back who was that was it bernard that had mm-hmm. like the 70 yard run like yeah. this was they were they were fucking brilliant we were destroying hull leading up to that card that shouldn't have been. And then after the card, it's one of those things you hear coaches talk about. Sometimes it's harder to play versus 10 yeah. because the tactics change of what you need to do. And I said, I thought it'd be hard to break them down at halftime. And I was really thinking about that. And suddenly Marvin Johnson was going top bins from a bad angle. And the the route was on, right. uh, as, right. as you brought so, up, right? Kasama. Kasama's goal, I literally put in the what that, like that is just a bastard of a goal. Like, there's just nothing you can... Well, isn't that what you're... Like, if you're like, hey, I have a winger, here's what I want <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do, yes. it's that. And, like, look, he still takes it... seven touches too many sometimes. Yes, 100%. But, uh... 100%. Especially at the end of that game, you could tell he wanted another one. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, he was, he was looking the rock. for it. Yeah, and then the wind ass goal. I, I did love the uh, ESPN Plus commentator. They're showing like that everybody plays. He's like, ah, could the keeper do better there? And they show the one from directly behind. And he's like, no, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was wild. Windass got the spin on that. Yeah, like, a little, little side, little get. screwball. Yeah, but 
Well, let me use your your Kasama talking point to really mention here. When we think of this league and, and what we've been talking about Wednesday meeting for the last couple of years, especially, but what Danny Roll wants to do, we need youth, we need speed, we need aggressiveness, we need athleticism. We rolled out a front four yeah. of Kasama at right, who's 20. Uh, Musaba's on the right, usually, although they uh, uh, yeah, Kasama on the left. The left. Yeah. Uh, Musaba on the right, who's 21 or 22, 20, I think. 20, yeah. 21, yeah. 22. An 18-year-old up front. And yeah. then Windass is, you know, 27, 28, yeah. but like an athletic specimen. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... That is good stuff, man. We we are, and then you know, I really thought this is a great game for uh, Paul Valentine. I know he didn't do a ton, but he he was so good at advancing the ball forward. We were just so. I just thought, I just thought we dominated Hall. I could not believe when I looked at the standings and saw that Hall was. Well, you what, said if they had like, won, they'd be in the playoff spot when they were up three nil it was still like weirdly open and i don't they just play that way and they were able to create chances and that, like look i know people are like oh a heckway got pushed for the handball and he did but also like yeah, why, why is why is your bad, arm up there bad, like 10 you just, out of 10 days yeah. you just can't have your arm up there like that's the way it goes uh but they like you know it was a little more open i don't know if the game management was well, great. we were up three yeah we were up three nothing oh, yeah, I, I didn't i i thought i thought like Jeff, if you sat down, you watched that game, you knew nothing about standings yeah. or anything. It no, was sure. Obvious, we were a better team than them. Yeah, and look, I think that'll bear out over the again the schedule in January God, is so. tough, <laughs> but that will, you know, you hope that bears out over the course of the season. They need to do some strengthening. But again, if you told me they took six from four, they're only uh, uh, I think it's one three. Behind, they're three points three, well, three points behind, but they're only one. Uh, They've shaved the goal dis- difference down to one now against Huddersfield. It was like five oh, when we started this. Yeah. Um, and I don't. So that makes a huge difference. Do, uh, do we play Huddersfield soon? Because I'm, uh, I'm looking it's, forward to it's that. It's like March, I think. If I, I looked at the okay, schedule. Okay, I the thought other it was day. coming up soon. It's not. It's like Febu- It's like late February or March. Uh, they go to Huddersfield. No, but, uh, no, no, no. We is it? we have uh, yeah. So the upcoming schedule, obviously, the nonsense we'll talk about, which is like the FA Cup. What? Yeah, that's the um, thing that that thing we, that we have Southampton. Yeah, we have Coventry again. Yeah, Watford. Right. Yeah, and it's then like, we have Huddersfield, okay, Huddersfield and then Birmingham. So well, Birmingham now third. will not have Wayne Rooney as manager, which is <laughs> very, which very is annoying, very, very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. So Jeff, sort of wrapping all this up, like. Six from four isn't great unless you're buried in 23rd. If they do six from four the rest of the year, they will stay up. Uh, They don't even have to do that to stay up. Uh, What are we, we, though, five wins from eight? Something in that neighborhood? Like, our form is excellent. I think it was like 16 points in their last 10 or something like that. I mean, that's, that is, that is what we're, we're talking about. I, I mean, they dug themselves a very big hole to start the season. But yeah, if they, they continue dug, to do that, they dug an impossible. They, Jeff, they dug literally the worst hole in the history yes. of the EFL. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. You know, and and Danny Roll, like, 
he, he's, I haven't had a chance to really talk about him on the pod. So let me just say, I, I think anybody that's known me over the last X amount of years, I'm just some asshole American who barely knows football. But my dream manager has always been a 34 year old German in tight pants, <laughs> like on his iPad. Like, this is who I want. But it's not even just Raw, right? We have, like, it's Chris Powell, it's the, it's the entire <sighs> background. Everybody staff, he brought in, you know, like, that dude's just, it feels like charisma. it's just like my concern here. And it's like, I guess, on uh, <laughs> the list of, you know, it's like what first world problems or whatever, or first division problems, uh, is that they end up like 14th and then everybody and their brother comes in for Danny Roll next summer. Yeah. And I like, mean, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't right. you? And like, look, you can look at it like, again, it's, I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't know the man. He seems to like being here. He seems to like the project. And there are worse things. You know. Very much so. And again, Very it's like, so. how do you want to, like, he's been fairly, again, I look at it, he's been fairly, again, this is from a distance. He's been fairly tactical with the way he's gone through his career, right? Like, given his CV. Yeah. Like, there are a ton like, of different experiences, smart like, experiences. You know, could he be coach? Could he be a manager with, a, you know, the 16th place team in the Bundesliga right now? Maybe. Obviously, he has the connections there. You know, could, and again, he, but, and it's just, why the fuck would you pick Sheffield Wednesday where Sheffield Wednesday was, you know, three months ago? But he right? did. But he did. But he did. And and he he's brought in he's proving his point. He's been smart. But yeah, no, Jeff, that's honestly, that's the biggest worry. Uh, the biggest worry is that he makes the jump this year and we fucking get relegated. <laughs> I, I feel very, very confident. I don't I'm pretty think sure that's going to place some money on us not getting relegated. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it will either. However, I don't think I, teams don't, teams, I don't think teams will come in and say, the teams that are coming in now are looking for. I, I mean, mean, sometimes it's teams like, that get their manager poached, but also it's generally teams that are looking for. Uh, I mean, I guess if you want a manager that can get you, out of, get you in a relegation, get you out of a relegation scrap, Danny Roll is proving his bona fide so far for Wednesday too. But hundred percent again, you just hope that there's some kind of something you know beyond short termism here uh, for the club. And like, look, if he just he... keeps them up and leaves, like Godspeed. I'm never gonna have to say an ill word about him again, given where they <laughs> totally were true. when he took over. Totally but you true. would like, like, you can start to dream a little bit, right? Like, uh, what 2020? Giving him two transfer windows. They have a, you know, a, a, whatever you want to call it, player acquisition. I don't think he's technically a director of football, but player of acquisition person who also has, you know, for Arsenal and you can start hundred like, percent. But now, what if what if Crystal Palace? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Retires yeah. Crystal yes. Palace. It's like, hey, don't you like Michael? I mean, that Eze might be that might be Eddie Howe in two weeks. Or so. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah. No shit. Right. The world's richest club says, mm. "Hey, why don't you come fucking win some Champions Leagues with mm. us?" Ugh, that that is that is the nightmare scenario. Although you know, whatever. I don't. Let's not get sidetracked here. We're playing beautiful football uh, for the right, most part. To, and you, even those two it. losses we yeah. discussed. Those. Because you do have to look at it, right? Like outliers. this is this is the Given same squad that was games. on like five points after fourteen matches or whatever it was, right? He hasn't really Rimless. had like he brought yeah. Marvin Johnson back in, who's obviously made a huge difference. But they're the same players. They got they got Bailey up, um, yeah. who hadn't hadn't been there. But yeah, aside from that, it's it's the same squad, and yet they're you know they've got upper mid table to borderline 
uh, playoff form. Again, mm-hmm. this you, you pointed out the schedule hasn't been the toughest, but you play who's in front of you, and they've been largely aside and it's the championship you You can always kind of throw the table out the window every game unless you're (laughs) unless you're lester i guess although even like wednesday got (laughs) one of the few points they've dropped this season yeah yeah, seriously. So that is so, that is the beauty and the madness of the championship. Uh, I I am thrilled. I am pleased. I am I am all about Danny Roll. Um, I have I own a Darren Moore hat. I hope I get a chance to buy a Danny Roll hat. <laughs> I do like on some level. I feel a little bad for Darren Moore. I, I get like look. He wanted a championship job, and if you want to get a championship job in October or November, it's going to be a team that's not in the greatest straights in the world right if you don't want to go back down to league one which i get and yeah uh but look i saw someone make this joke on twitter i didn't think darren moore would keep us up this season but maybe he will now <laughs> uh yeah i don't i wish darren moore nothing yep. but the best we, we talked about it in the off season we talked yeah. about it at the beginning of the year i don't think moving on from him was the wrong decision just Maybe everything they did in the, yeah. Munoz, well just the, the entire process of it belie the entire uh, process yeah, yeah. where the just, club is right now it was yeah. a shit show um but i i like where the club is right now i'm i'm feeling positive i'm happy i think the fan base is largely becoming united which always yeah. feels strange every couple of years that that happens uh but uh yeah i'm looking forward to uh looking forward to the rest of the season man weird 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 times uh for wednesday fans in this podcast but for now we'll take a break uh come back cover the wednesday news and yeah look forward to the another cardiff city game now it's time for some wednesday news and the transfer window is open it is january the uh, first bit of movement is uh, Buckley has returned to Blackburn. There's also a shoulder injury in there I was like not aware of, uh, so it makes sense that they recalled him. It's going to require surgery, and like he never really got his foot in the squad. I liked him in in, in small doses. Yeah, um, you know, it's just one of I those. I thought loans. he had a lot of talent at this level. He's still young. It's one of those loans that just didn't work out. And you know, fam. Yeah, good luck to him. It is fair. It's a, it's just a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I think I'm always going to like him. I liked right. his uh, right. liked his game. I liked his touch. His head yeah. was up. Uh, he looked forward. He just didn't. You know, it, I I actually would. You know, I was talking earlier about Windass being in that ten and having Baz behind him and doing. I I could see Buckley being a guy who who could be a ten. Yeah, with this I don't know if he has that, that kind would really of like... work out. The, the I don't know he has like the the shot that Windass has you kind of want there too like the goal scoring yeah. threat maybe, but I, I could see him being in the midfield of a role team but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen so, yeah. but best of luck. Yep. Uh, and because of that, uh, Momo Diaby is back. Uh, they were able to register no. him, and like oh it's so like he immediately I know he's not quite up to game speed yet you could tell. Uh, I know he had some. Some run out we had that one side pass that was yeah, uh, not great, but he also you can just still see it. It's uh, he just is a problem for <laughs> other midfielders trying to tackle him or get the ball off him or move but around. But he's him. also he's so like he's huge. He's a planet. he's huge, yeah. But but he's smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he uses his size well. He plays himself well. He moves the ball well. 
he works his sack off. Like he recovers to yep. positions. Like I, I won't take anything away from the job that Will Vox has done this year. No. And, and, you know, I love me some George. I thought, Byers, like, I, yeah, but, I thought Vox and Bannon interplay in the double pivot these last few games has been it's very, been very effective. Yeah. But you know, it's, there's 46 games you need squad rotation yeah. and having Mo Diaby involved in that double pivot. I, I think if it comes down to, you know, it's not going this year, but where it's come down to a playoff game or something yeah. of those lines, uh, I think having Diaby and Bannon together yeah. is, uh, would be devastating. Well, yeah, I saw like the, they flashed over to the, I like, I knew he was on the bench. I thought they flashed over and they're like, who the fuck? Oh my God, it's Momo. And honestly, whatever that game was that he played like 35 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, is that maybe like the first Preston game or something? He might like have that? been, yeah, I think it was. Um, he jumped right back into looking like a, a very high caliber midfielder at this level. I'm excited. He's going. He's he's just a problem for midfielders. <sighs> for other teams. other teams, yeah, he's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. The other Diaby Bombo is in the midst of a three game suspension. I guess he's got one more because that was the uh, Coventry game. I haven't heard anything about a buyer's appeal. So I assume they're just going to let that. Uh, yeah, I, I that think play that out. went by the wayside. Yeah. yeah. And again, we got a little more mid midfield depth now. Yes. So. And speaking of that, what are your transfer priorities over the next month, Justin? Assuming there's any money for anything. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> Always that's an open it, question. Right? Well, like oh, the, the answer Christ. is like they need another striker, but the cost of an actual goal scoring championship striker is a lot of money. Excessive. Yeah, and everybody's gonna have everyone's gonna want it. Yeah, fucking seizure when we think of the last time we overspent on a championship striker. Yeah, I mean it's gonna cost about even that though much the again. fans demanded it. Yeah. yeah, um, I obviously you know you you want to get somebody who can put the ball in the net. I I I I've actually kind of been an Ashley Fletcher fan this whole time because he's not putting the ball. In I the recognize net, that he's. He will never do it again. Jeff. It will never happen. He missed a chance last game. I think it was last game, and I just said that poor man. Yeah. Somebody threw a cross. Yeah, he was uh, sliding in like he just he was like, slide, like to- yeah. Jeff, I could have scored that. I don't know what the. <laughs> and the defender like, got oh, to it poor... first, if I recall. He just got a toe on it to put him uh, off. But... I thought it went straight through. I don't know. Whatever. Point is, I definitely turned to my son. I said that poor man is never going to score again, um, because he does so much. Like his work pressing. And his work off the ball uh, is excellent. Um, and, and he's a great guy to have. Again, I raised the point during the whole game, but at halftime, how are we going to break them down? They sub off Cass. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? They're breaking it was, yeah, they, Four minutes later, they score. Yeah. They've been and very, I and I think this is a, a credit role. They've been very careful with Katamatari's like load management Good. in the NBA yeah. term. Uh this season i think that's and like look he's 18 he's just gonna run 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 but you do want to manage that to an extent i mean is he has he played a full 90 maybe I, once? he has once or twice yeah um and like look he wasn't he put him so i will say he didn't he had that one chance in the first half where the ball was a little bit behind him and he skied it against hall but oh was, i know that was tough but it was, it was, it was a tough him. he probably could have taken a touch he puts himself in good positions, but like the, he has Musaba and, and uh, Gasaba, uh, Musaba and Gasama around him, like taking four too many touches, basically when he's trying to like put himself in position for the cutback or the, you know, the ball across the face of goal or whatever. So I thought he, I didn't think he had a bad also game or anything. True. No, I didn't either. And I, I thought there was some post game comment along the lines of, 
you know, maybe just had a little niggle or something that was he's a little fine, you know, off. Again, he's I like, just wanted to keep an eye on him. Right. And he's also, you know, for, you know, he's, this isn't once a week with the under 21s anymore either. This is four games in 10 days and he started all of them. And that is a you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of intense football for a, for a younger player. So I think, you know, and it worked out great. So obviously it's hindsight is twenty twenty and things like that. I am, uh, I got a birthday coming up in about two weeks. And I will be uh, seven years younger than three times his age. So I have nothing but <laughs> Do respect the math for on the that, work I guess, the young if you really man want does. To, yeah. yeah, somebody will figure that one out. But no, I thought that was a good move. No, listen, so we need a striker. I yeah. I think we need a keeper. I, yeah. I hate to – I think we need a keeper. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Danny Roll thinks I'm wrong, but – I mean, Vasquez has to go back to Milan. I assume like, he'll go back. It's yeah. clear. It's clear that he's not going to get burned here. And, at which point, we definitely need a keeper. I would like to see a keeper. Oh, I feel gross saying it, but I, I would. I would like to see a keeper who can come in and maybe combine Vasquez's footwork and uh, Dawson's shot stop. You know, that's, I feel like that's that not particularly you're in the Premier either, League, but, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we need. I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind another winger. Um, yeah, I, I and if if we could find some backup at the ten, if we could find an attacking midfielder, I would again, feel really not good about be that. Cheap, but well, none of the shit's going to be cheap. No, it's not. But and we assume there's like some sort of like your like. I, I mean, I don't, every every single European thing that I German just listed, continent. I will take a fucking loan, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's. This entire and again, you have a, the very you have a, beginning was about staying up. You have a player acquisition specialist that has a wide-reaching network. You have a manager and a backroom staff that has a wide-reaching network for this kind of stuff too. So you'd hope that would uh, that would come into play. It's pretty quiet. Um, we're three days in. We're three days in. It's fine. And like they've gotten through the the tough part. Not the schedule gets easier, but it gets. They one game a week for the rest, and one of them's an FA Cup game for the rest of the month. So they have they can, you know, it gives time uh, for even more like, time on the training pitch with yes. Danny Roll. I and love it gives it. more time for like Famewo and Patterson. We should do the injury update since I guess I'm transitioning to that now. Uh, Pato got a concussion when he took a soccer ball off his face. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, Famewo had like a little leg thing, and it's not as bad as Vox's leg thing, which is probably going to keep him out a couple weeks, but isn't as bad as feared. Uh, they could both be in uh, consideration for the, I assume, the squad as soon as this. Uh, let me just weekend. say this about Pato. Uh, he went down, and both my son and I were like, get up, you faker. <laughs> Pato loves a good roll around the grass. Yeah. And then and the, whoever the announcers were were like, my God, he has to come up. Is that the Coventry game? I think it was, yeah. I think it was the Coventry game because it was away announcers I was yeah. listening to. And they were like, he can't come back on. I'm like, yeah. he's fine. Yeah, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was not. But what's no, the game? Was like, there was, there was a game last year, remember, when he just like got absolutely just like opened up. Like just was bleeding all over the pitch. So, yeah, he does. He does put himself about in a way that... Uh, uh, that's why we love them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I still haven't had a chance to be on the pod since it happened. Uh, the Katamateri, uh Bloody nose header. Header, bloody nose. That's a hockey player right there. Yeah. I have no higher praise to give <laughs> a football player than that. Love that kid. 
Uh, and of course, uh, Malik Wilkes and Michael Smith were back in the squad. So it's like, it looked like they were going to need to fill out the squad more uh, in this window, like a week ago. But it does seem like they've, some injury scares were just that. And I, I think outside of Iorfa, there's really no one that's out going to be out for a significant period of time. Unless I'm forgetting someone, but uh, no, right. that's it's all right. We're we're in we're in yeah. okay shape. Yeah. I, oh, okay I did miss shape. the. I said the transfer is that Lee Gregory has been linked with a move away to a very very ambitious League Two side. Uh, so uh, welcome to Wrexham, Lee. <laughs> I where he he would be is that where uh, Fletcher is? He is. Yes. Dear God, that yeah. like. Fletcher's goal-scoring record has not been as good in League Two as I maybe would have expected, but he's like forty-eight. <laughs> like, and somehow I still can I just mention again that him and Bannon went to the same hair transplant yeah. replacement guy at the same time, and Fletcher's got a man bun and yes. Baz yeah, looks like yeah. I do. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I uh, I tell you what, I would miss I would miss the shit out of Gregory. And I yeah, and he just can't quite. He just can't club. quite do it in this style. Like, he just I don't think. Yeah. yeah, and he's not. He's not going to play. He's, he's not, not going to play. play. Yeah, and he probably wants football at this point in time. And Wrexham, as he should, pays. Yeah, and yeah, he can. He gets. He can get his little uh, what talking head in the documentary for season three or whatever. And uh, do you remember the uh, uh, Stephen Fletcher song? Follow, follow, follow. Sheffield Wednesday's the team to follow. There's nobody better than Stephen Fletcher. Not even Kun Aguero. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Catchy as fuck. Yeah. I always thought it could be easily replaced with follow, follow, follow. Sheffield Wednesday's team to follow. It's nobody better than Lee Gregory. I mean, his song, Lee Gregory's song is pretty good, too, so it's fine. So, well, Gregory also has an amazingly catchy yeah, yeah. song. So, he's our number nine. Yeah. Um, I, if, Listen, we need the money. We need the space off the books. I don't even think it'll be play. that. Like, I, I, I think they'll get that. a fee for him, but I don't think it's going to be like... A... Well, by money, I meant more. We're not paying his wages. Sure. Which probably aren't substantial, but still. I don't think they're uh, insubstantial, but yeah. yeah. I will... Uh, if that happens, I will... I will actively miss him. Yeah, absolutely. And like, he Even though he's some, a blade. He scored some big goals for the club, and... Made a very, very, very big cross for them too. So, <laughs> and he had the two uh, in that Peterborough uh, yeah. game at Hillsborough. He had the goal that he then ran into the net and <laughs> yeah. assaulted the Peterborough <laughs> keeper and steal the ball back. Yeah, and then he had the greatest dummy in the history yes. of organized sports. And was hard for, done not to uh, get a second on the overhead kick too. Oh, that was so sick. So yeah, point yeah. is, uh, I. I want Lee Gregory around for sentimental value. Yeah. Uh, if he moves on, he moves on, and yeah. we move forward. 22nd place, can't really afford uh, sentimentality. <laughs> as much as we might like. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, one little last bit of news. There was an interesting uh, a feature on Marvin Johnson and the Star this week, sort of uh, going through his you know, his, his time away from, from the club under Zisco and sort of his, his viewpoint on it. I thought it was, it was a very good piece. Oh, I didn't read it. Oh, it was very, he was very like, you know, this is the guy that came up through non-league football and he was sort of very candid about it. He's like, this just happens. Like I've been around a while. 
Like I have to just go and train and keep myself in shape because if there's a move on or if I come back, I need to be as close to match fit as ready. And he was just like, and like you think about it too, like, you know, you can look back like, you know, Kieran Lee and Liam Palmer fell out with, with Dave Jones for a while too. And he was uh Stuart Gray that brought Kieran Lee back into the squad and it was like patently obvious once he was back. It's like, oh, it's one of the best midfielders in the championship and Palmer's had 400 something appearances uh, since his loan spell with Tranmere. So like, and it was just very like, you know, it's it like, it's kind of like egoless, right? Like he just kind of understands again. Well, you have just, to be, you kind of have to be right. Um, and just be able to come back into the squad and just, and again, like I, you know, you talked about this a little bit in the, in the match reviews. I don't think it was unreasonable to have questions about whether Marvin Johnson could make the step up to the championship with like 100%. pace and but like, look, uh, he's been the <laughs> best killer. player on the team since he came back in. Uh, totally. I guess it's January. We can talk about December player of the month. It's Marvin Johnson. <laughs> and, right now, yeah, sure. Holy shit! And like everything's still there, right? Like, look, he's not—he's not as pacey at this level, but he can still beat a right-sided defender, and he still doesn't need and a lot the of. Ball in. He yeah. does not need a lot of space to get his crosses in and he is very dangerous, you know, cutting in from the left side and just, you know, obviously he's, I think what, three goals in his last four or five games now. And they're all been kind of cutting in on the left side and just leathering the ball past the keeper. But this is a great, it's a great lesson for young athletes, mm-hmm. you know, footballers, obviously, but athletes in general, like I coach, High schoolers, right? So high school hockey. He could he could have been cranky and gone home and kept collecting what I don't think is again is an insignificant wage because he came down from the championship to League One himself. So plenty of people would have done that. Yeah, but you know it, it's different. We're talking about high schools, but we I have uh, the hockey team I coach. We have six defensemen. Four mm-hmm. of them are ready for varsity hockey. Mm-hmm. The, the bottom two, I've said to them, and my message to them is, and, and they're buying in, is you have to be ready. Like, anything can happen at any minute. You don't know when shit goes down, and you got to be ready to jump in. So keep yourself active. Keep yourself paying attention. Work the hardest you can in doing it. sounds like Marvin Johnson took a kind of shitty-feeling demotion mm-hmm. and turned it into a... A challenge and has more than risen and met it. I love it. I want. I want to see Marvin Johnson in left back every game right now. Yeah. Now that may not. Now last they probably do need to rotate him games, a little bit, just because but... we saw what happened at the end of the season last year. Like he is. <laughs> but yeah, but like part of it too. Like he, he. I'm. I'm sure he was training to keep up his match fitness, but he also has a few less miles on him this year than he did last year at this time too, which might uh, pay dividends at the business end of the, of the fixture table. But yeah, it's, you know, is he like, is he like, I think he's like tied, I think he's tied with Musaba for leading goal scorer now after that. Uh, well, not, I mean, not always ideal to have your left back doing that, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll take it. I mean, Katamatari was like the leading goal scorer after five appearances. So yeah, that's true. We're not, you know, uh, the the start we had with this season was fucking otherworldly. Yeah. We're 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 settled down. We're moving in the right direction. I love it. Um, couple right moves in January, and uh, I am 
hundred percent convinced we're staying up and uh we can somehow convince Danny Roll to <laughs> stick around for another year, we might be able to keep him for another three or four. But in the short term, uh a third match with Cardiff City this weekend at Hillsborough in the third round of the FA Cup. I assume I didn't even look. I believe ESPN Plus does all the third round games. Uh, I don't know if that's still true. That's the thing I, I can now look up on my phone, I suppose. Not that there's always update. ESPN Plus. There you go. Uh, 1030 Is it local an ESPN time. Plus it's game? The, it's the late game. It's 1030 local time here. So 1230 for you. I am shocked that it is in the... Uh, I mean, that's like... Listen, I love Sheffield Wednesday. I love Sheffield Wednesday more than... Like, I think they just so, show every third-round game on ESPN+. What Plus. a fucking... No, no, no. But they don't They don't make it a 12-30 game. No, no. Yeah, that. it's a prime time. They're 12-30 games like fucking Liverpool-Everton. Yeah, like, it's whatever fuck? generic uh, <laughs> Premier League versus Premier League team match they want to show because right. they don't have the right to. Holy it's like shit. BT but Sport dude, or whatever generic, it has rights to it. This is generic championship versus generic It is. It's about as generic fight. championship versus championship as you can get, Yeah. We've already seen it twice. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, the most generic championship versus championship game is Birmingham City. It's got to Birmingham, Birmingham City. Birmingham. Great call, Birmingham fucking Cardiff. That is the most Cardiff. I feel like has been up in the Premier League a little too often lately. I don't. I, they, nah, they were Hull, up there briefly five years ago. Oh, Hull's a good call. Hull's a little bit more, but not so much anymore, but have been a little bit more of a yo-yo team in the past. I think it's... uh, It's definitely Birmingham. It's definitely Birmingham. We're we're clear on that. It's definitely Birmingham. I can just look at the championship table. That'll probably... Birmingham versus Blackburn? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Birmingham versus Blackburn. That's a generic-ass championship. I would have said Forest (laughs) until they got promoted, so... Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I like that call. Listen, Jeff, real quick... uh, I love you. We've discussed this before. I think we all love the FA Cup. We're Americans or yeah. something. We love about the idea and all that. Where are you on? I will. Where's I, your give a fuck a meter? I will sit down and watch this game uh, on Saturday at 1030, which is a perfectly reasonable time for me. Uh, I mean, I'm up at eight anyway for the ADM. But I will sit down and watch this game at 1030. And I swear to God. If he's st- if he if there's more than three players that haven't been rotated, I don't, I will be very angry. That is where my totally five meter in. Like 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 start Joey. What Boothy what, up what if this draw was just just to give a hypothetical? What if this draw was uh, I don't know Man United at Hillsborough? Would they, you could, they could start their second team and maybe beat them at this point with the way Man U's playing. <laughs> so. Come on now, come on now. Would you, would you rotate uh, no, for that? No, I, I like look. I would I start Joey Futhi against Man United. I, I really do not. Is the road okay? That's fair. Totally they fair. have to just, get like Bannon needs a rest. Clearly, um, look, they're going to be like they're going to be a little bit limited because of the injuries. Um, but you can get you can give Smith a start now that he's fit. He has not gotten a lot of match. You have guys that have not gotten a lot of match time, right? Smith, Reese James, you know that I think can show something. And I would, Palmer I like I has would been like in and out of the starting lineup Gregory too. over Smith, given what role wants your forward to do. But I yes, whatever. but he hasn't really been starting Gregory in that role. No, um, I know Smith just doesn't have like the pace. No. really. I mean he'll run for you. He just doesn't have the pace. 
Um, my, ma- my son and I have a FIFA season going with uh, FIFA 23 with yeah. Wednesday, and it just... We subbed, uh, we subbed Smith on recently. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to like, laugh at his look, attempts to press. I'm, I'm straight out. Uh, give Tyreek Backinson the armband this weekend. Like, I do not care. Like, do not start anyone that yeah. is uh, totally fair. Uh, in any way carrying any kind of knock or just needs a rest. I mean, you've seen how like or the your name been. is Momo Diaby. Yeah, like just... give Momo Diaby a start. I think is <laughs> no. fine. No, 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 no I don't. No, I he needs match time. I think though, like you look guys in like, like Malik Wilkes needs match time. Needs match time. His his record for getting injured is uh, uh, sure not good. All right, so uh, Malik Wilkes. I mean, I guess I. What do you want to call it? Would you want to call it a five, four one or a four two three one? That's Coventry like, though. Coventry's trash. The only thing is like Malik Wilkes. I'm sorry. On Cardin. one wing, Paul no, Valentin on the big. other wing, uh, Smith at striker or Gregory or F- Ashley Fletcher can start at striker for all I care. Yeah, uh, no, no, I think that's it. Midfield Fletcher group. Starts. Yeah, maybe you want to get Windass more match time because he's been out. Start maybe. him at the ten. Uh, Momo Diaby and Backinson as a double pivot in the back line. You have Palmer at right back. Um, James at left back, and then just like I mean, I guess you can just play. They don't have a ton of healthy center backs right now, so maybe that's uh, there was like was it Segura or whatever that was in the squad on. Uh, Do they? They've the, had a couple kids up. Yeah, Segura is a I'm defender, like, and he was I've in the squad on uh, the whole game. I hadn't either. I didn't look it up. Yeah. He's an 18 year old uh, Italian born Brazilian. They signed uh, over the summer, I guess. <laughs> so Sweet. start maybe start him. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, just rotate. Um, I assume Cardiff will too. Like that, both these teams are obviously coming off a fairly crowded. Uh, I know we don't have an actual preview. This is not an actual preview, but I can actually. I suppose this is an actual preview. It's as as actual as you get. What uh, Cardiff City's last like actual run of results are. It's our are. third match against Cardiff. It's too many. Yeah, like we played them in the last five. So their last five, they lost three 0 to Hull, beat Wednesday two one. Drew with Plymouth 2-2, lost to Leicester 2-0, and lost to, or beat QPR 2-1. So, I mean, they're a mid-table team. Those are a series of mid-table results. Well, they're ninth. They're up to ninth. Christ. Uh, that um, blows me away, because I think they're trash. They did not play well in either game against Wednesday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I will assume that uh, they will heavily rotate here, because they've had the same crowded uh fixture schedule uh their best player whatever we'll just do this uh their best player by who scored is still i i, I did this literally two weeks ago uh it's still aaron ramsey he has only played 500 minutes this season uh mark mcginnis is certainly up there as you would expect um uh, dimitrios gutis who's a central defender the other central defender is also one of their uh highest rated players i don't know if either of them will start so there you go I have no, I have no actionable information there. I do not. No care information, about the of this no match. expectations. I do, do not, not care about the result shit. of this match. Look, if they just don't, are they still doing? They're still doing third round replays, right? They keep doing fewer and fewer replays. How are they doing any replays? Are they? Are they not doing any yeah. replays now? Do they just go to penalty I kicks? I don't know. Maybe that does annoy the, me, the but it would annoy up. me more if they had replays and they drew this game. So. I, I think they settled on the 
uh, replay, second half of the replay goes to penalty kicks, right? You're not going to have any of those famous, like, nine-match replays or whatever. So, are there replays in the FA Cup? It looks like they have scrapped replays in the third and fourth round as well, so it's not just after the fifth round. Is that for this year or is that for next year? The 2000... So this is the final year of the third and fourth round replays. So they could theoretically go to a replay against Cardiff at midweek sometime this month, which is not a thing that they need to do. Well, I mean, if that if they get to that point, then yeah, the under 20 runs are rolling out. Yeah, I just end all of the Might even be the under 14s. <laughs> well, give uh, give Bailey's that. brother, younger brother a chance to... Uh, that dude's putting up some of yeah, the numbers. Yeah, it's video game numbers at that level. I mean, I guess either way, we'll be back here next week to review the Cardiff game uh, and look forward. But yeah, that's that's your preview. Do we have any other business? Yeah, we have we have some other business we have to attend to before the end of the show. Do we? Yeah. Um, so many, oh, many, fuck. many, many years ago. Tell. So uh, I want to hear yours, then I'm going to tell mine. Yeah. Many, many years ago, when I started uh, trying to get back into Sheffield Wednesday, uh, now they had like a website and I could occasionally see their games on uh, on TV, I, I somehow came across the uh, the New York Owls Twitter accounts from like 2010, probably. It would have been during the promotion season. So yeah, 2010, 2011. And at some point, Patty retweeted this tweet about this Sheffield Wednesday podcast I'd yeah, well, I, I like podcasts. I don't think I was hosting one at the time. Now I host like four, but I'm like, oh, I like I don't like I don't have a good way to get connected uh, back with the club. So I, I started listening to the Wednesday Week, and <laughs> let me tell you, uh, that was a trip. And I like I would tune in every week to these accents I could barely understand at the time. Uh, I've learned a, I've learned a little bit of a bit of Yorkshire over the years. And it was just a joy, and it was like a window into something. And even though, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I could only follow the club casually or the occasional be in sports game and things like that, it was just, it was just like sitting down in a pub with old friends every week. And I remember the first meetup I went to uh, for the New York Owls was a game against Hull, in fact. Uh, towards the end of their first season back in the championship in a bit of a relegation scrap. Uh, and they won They won on a couple of late goals, I think. I think they won winning like 3-1. But the, the, there's a fairly famous moment in that match where there's a little bit of a clattering in the, in the penalty area. And the whole city keeper is down for like 15 minutes. And like they're showing replays. <laughs> Was like, it David Stockdale? I don't, it might have been. Uh, <laughs> And then just watching it, it's like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I remember that, like, Tuesday or whatever, after I'd, after I'd been in the game, I remember throwing on the Wednesday week, because I wanted to hear their take on it. And sure enough, uh, uh, there was Beastie. And Beastie just, uh, very in very, very, uh, very serious tones, talking about the uh, terrible, terrible uh, case of glove face that the goalkeeper had. He just, <laughs> he just had his glove 
<laughs> over his face uh, for like the whole 15 minutes. Just it's a, it's a horrible thing to see when a, when a keeper has a case of, of glove face like that. And he just had a way of, uh, again, he's like your uncle. He's everyone's uncle. He was Sheffield, every Sheffield Wednesday fan's uncle. And of course, he, uh, he passed over the Christmas season after a, a, a brief battle with cancer. And Wednesday fans do not agree on much, right? We argue over the, over the width of the stripes uh, on the kit and things like that. But just the fucking uni- blue in the middle, dog. The universal outpouring of yeah. of support and love for Beastie was just was just heartening to see. And it, he is such a you know whether it's the the fruit bags or the the love of Stevie Howard. Or, I can't do that. I can't. I cannot properly do the accent still even after a decade. No, there's no H no. in there though. To be clear. Uh and yeah, uh, I wouldn't host a Wednesday podcast if it wasn't for the Wednesday week, and uh, that was <coughs> that was just. It's a shame because I mean, it's a shame for a lot of reasons, but you always want to. Like, <laughs> the last game he went to was the Millwall game, and it's, you, you never know what your last game is going to be, right? But and sometimes it's just five nil against Millwall, and that is the. But you just—that's you just want to go, right? You just want to go. You want to watch your team. And he was—he was just able to convey something about Wednesday fandom to me uh, all those years ago. Because you know, like I like if people ask me what club I supported with Sheffield Wednesday, but it was just not really possible to to follow it at the time. You know, for most of the two thousands for me. Really, like I could follow, like the I could get the match reports on the website and things like that. Um, and you know, we just were starting to get like I follow and the occasional be in sports game after they were promoted. Yeah, and it's just kind of like I remember listening to this and just being like, "Yeah, this this, this is my club and these are my people." And, and BC was you know, BC is my people. That's all I got to say so, about that. Can I can I tell you real quick? I yeah. had the exact same experience. Like you said, I was right in there first back in the championship. And uh I started listening to podcast and uh Beastie and Lord H and I can't remember who else was there Fudgenetti. back then, but uh, but I thought Beastie was a fucking moron. Like <laughs> I didn't fucking agree with him on anything, any of his takes. Now again, I totally recognized he was hilarious, mm-hmm. and he was. He, he was a storyteller. He was a natural storyteller. He was a guy who, you know, if he started talking, everybody shut the fuck up because he <laughs> knew you were about to laugh, right? Yeah. Just just a beauty, just a beauty of a human. But I never fucking agreed with him on any of his takes. You know, whatever it was back then, like, you know, he said, uh, you know, Dave Jones is great. I was like, <laughs> Dave Jones is shit. He said, you know, I, I want, uh, you know, whatever it was. Oh, you weren't just, excited about Stevie Howard and uh, Gary Taylor Fletcher? <laughs> I just, I saw the game differently than Beastie, yeah. and that was it. But here's the thing. At that point in time in my life, I knew zero, zero Sheffield Wednesday fans. Hmm. I had connected through Twitter to, you know, the New York Owls and, and Patty and those guys. And I could start through, but I literally, I knew zero people. And the fact that every week I could, I could hear people talk about the Sheffield Wednesday Football Club that I had nobody, nobody to fucking talk about. 
it was so meaningful and so important and it made me feel so connected it made me feel so good that even like i would listen and be like beastie you fucking idiot <laughs> i loved him so much for what he gave me and what lord h and what those guys gave me and and again once you connect with people and you start watching games in them and you you know, and you, you realize we we are, especially in this country, but in general, we're we're a small family, and we we really are. Like Beastie is not like he's just in some ways he was just a guy, right? Like he's he's an important guy, right? He's a guy that people rally around. He's a guy that people see, but he represented all of us to some degree. He he was he was a dude who everybody liked. Everybody walked into a room and got along with them. Everybody enjoyed listening to him, and 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 he had the same goddamn blue and white colors tattooed on his heart that we do. And you know the the way that his family's handled this has been beyond beyond. He is he is graceful. in a lot of ways the he is a he is not the only public face of Sheffield Wednesday fandom, but he's one of the most significant ones, I think. Uh, and if he's not, he should be. He, That's the thing, right? Like you talk about, like the best of us. You, you didn't agree about his tactical evaluation of the Dave Jones there, but the right, absolute or whatever it was, right? But the absolute like joy and love he had for the club oh, and for passion, going to the game, the like it is. It's it's a. I don't think he was always super starry eyed, but he always he like again. It was just it was a completely unconditional love for the team. Um, and I think something, and he was never, he was never really, again, we can talk about Wednesday fans argue about everything. He just wanted to go to the games and root for the club. And it brought him such great joy. And I think we could all try to, uh, in 2024, get just get more joy out of these games because, you know, as, uh, we're going to have a last game. We are going to have a lot. We're all going to have a last <laughs> game, right? Um, and the fact that you can just, again, it's it's there for you every week, the club. And, like, look, I, I just, sometimes sometimes you got a, a, a Cisco Munoz or an Alan Irvine or, like, it's not always, yeah. but, but it's, like, it's there for you every week. And, like, you know, I'm not saying I wasn't, like, I was watching all the Munoz games because what else was I going to do on Saturday morning? This is just what you do. And, and yeah, it's just, and again, the club will, <laughs> God willing, outlive all of us too. And just, you are part of the, <laughs> sometimes it's, sometimes it's on shakier ground than others, but uh, <laughs> you, uh, you're just part of it. You're like, you're part of this, this tapestry. And I think soccer and fandom, I did a, a segment on this in my baseball podcast at the end of the year, right? Like uh, this just scratches a different itch for me, really. Um, and it is, it is the connections. It is the, you know, it, it's, you know, the, the voices out from the other side of the ocean, really. Um, that, that are just, that are just so meaningful. And it's a, so meaningful. It's meaningful. And it's, again, like, it's a window, yeah. not like I can't, I can't watch these games in a lot of cases, especially in this era. Like, and this was my actually, you know, it's like, you know, Beastie was there every week. There was no watching. Games Assuming he'd get then, there right? if he didn't screw up the trains going to Charlton or whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but he was there every week, and it was just like, 
this is your this is your this is yeah. your voice this is the he is he is coming and bringing you the good news it wasn't always good but uh i i will miss him greatly um Oh, we all should. We should. And like, this is, this podcast is often just a bad imitation of those early Wednesday week episodes that I listened to. (laughs) Totally true. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the beastie of this podcast. You could, you could do, you could do far worse. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I could do far worse than to be compared to that guy. Bless, bless him. Good, best of luck to his family and friends. And, uh, uh, losing people you care about is always difficult, but, there's zero, zero chance that that motherfucker's getting forgotten yeah. anytime soon. And he's he's a part of of all of us that wear these blue and white stripes on our fucking hearts. You've been listening to episode 235 of the Owls Americast. You can find us on Twitter at Owls Americas and Instagram at the same location. We're also on the internet at owlsamericas.com. You can email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Our podcast and on intro, our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesday ads, Reverend and the Makers. Podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show; just do what feels right. And wherever you choose to consume the Owls Americast, we ask that you rate and review the show. So it's more Wednesdays. Find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Justin, I'm reliably informed that you returned for the second half of the show with an uh, with an old fashioned. So what's your old fashioned recipe? Uh, Do you remember what tonight, went in it 40 minutes ago? Yeah, tonight is bullshit. It's a uh, pre-made uh, 9.95 uh, old-fashioned uh, in a in a bottle because I've been trying to behave myself to keep there, booze out not, of my house. The bottled cocktails have gotten better, I will say, over the last. Uh, it's few not years. good, but. <laughs> If I chase it with a little ginger ale, it's okay. Uh, that's always um, a good sign. I, I, for your I do. I do. Cocktail. Yeah, I I do want to say that uh, I think it's hilarious that I've been on this pod and like what feels like forever, and then somehow we turned uh, nothing week into like an hour and twenty minutes. So hey, yeah, <laughs> uh, hour fifteen probably more often done. Sure. This this feels like three years ago, Jeff, when we were uh, carrying the show on our fucking backs. Well, we did have so. four matches covered, to be fair. Uh, it is true. It I'm is on true. Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. Hopefully, I, I assume, uh, we'll only have one match to cover. Uh, God knows when the replay is going to be next week. 